Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo here with Epiphany Communications and Coaching. For more than 20 years, public health experts have been aware of a critical factor that can put a child at disadvantage in life, regardless of race, health, or socioeconomic background. Adverse Childhood Experiences, also known as ACEs, there are 10 key ACE related to episode of abuse, neglect, and family dysfunction, such as divorce, incarceration, and substance abuse. We're talking about that and so much more with two guests here. Kelsey Sayla Hamrick, she's Dr. Kelsey Sayla Hamrick, is with us. She's a senior research scientist. And Kristen DeLong is a clinical social worker and a community action assistant director, ACES master trainer and Wayne County community coach and social worker, Kristen DeLong and Kelsey Sayla Hamrick. Thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, my pleasure. So give us a little bit background on on each of you, and then we'll talk about the Center for Strategic Partnerships being recipients of a CDC grant and working with community coaches in Wayne, Genestee, and, and the UP on this initiative. So uh, Dr. Dr. Sayla Hammer, tell us a little bit about you. Great. Yes. And we're really excited to be here today. Um, my name is Kelsey Sayla Hamrick, and I am a senior research scientist at the Center for Strategic Health Partnerships, which is um, one of the research centers within the Michigan Public Health Institute. And I'm also um, a trained clinical psychologist. My expertise is in working with children and families, both in research, public health, and in clinically to support those who've experienced trauma and adversity and develop and implement programs to really allow them to thrive and meet their goals in life. And and thanks for that. And Kristen, tell us a little bit about you. Thank you. Yeah, so Kristen DeLong, um, by education and licensing, I am a clinical social worker, but I've primarily worked in the nonprofit sector and community action in the last 10 years. And in that time, I've gotten to work alongside families and individuals, specifically those who are experiencing housing instability and low resources. And so in my journey and in my work with children and adults, I became increasingly interested in trauma and adversity early in life or ACEs. Mm-hmm. And how it brought me here is that in 2019, I had the opportunity to train as a master trainer with the Mich- Michigan ACE initiative. In that opportunity, I was able to learn directly from Dr. Robert Anda, who is the co-principal investigator of that original ACEs study. It was really groundbreaking and it was the largest study of its kind in the 90s and really helped us to understand the correlation um, between those specific early adversities called adverse childhood experiences and later life outcomes. Hmm. And since you kind of hinted in the decades since that study was published, we've really seen you know, a growing intentional investment in this understanding you know, the relationship between ACEs and not just its impacts across the lifespan, but what can we do with that information? And as a result, something really cool has started to happen. Um, You know, the momentum that this science is gaining has built bridges between fields. 
you know, between doctors in the medical field and social workers or mental health professionals and public health researchers. And so there is a common interest in this. No longer are traumas, you know, in a person's early life, just the concern of a mental health professional or a seemingly unrelated medical diagnosis just for the doctor to care about. But now kind of, you know, this shared network of responsibility to really figure out how can we all work together on something that affects all of us, you know, and what do we do with this information together? Oh gosh, so, so sorry. It's okay. Let's expand on that. Dr. Stela Hamrick, give us more of a, a in-depth understanding of what the ACEs are and why do they matter? Yeah, so ACEs, as you said, are adverse childhood experiences. And, and we, in that um, early study um, that was done in the 90s that Kristen was discussing, they identified 10 unique adverse childhood experiences um, that someone might experience throughout childhood anywhere between zero and age 18 and these fall into categories of abuse neglect and household challenges and and what we've found is that um, the number of adverse childhood experiences at a population level really correlate to a wide range of potential health mental health social and occupational difficulties or poor health outcomes later in life um and so the numbers are are quite striking um and we we see these connections with physical health outcomes such as obesity heart disease um also in mental health outcomes such as substance abuse and and kind of different struggles and so it's really important for us to think about how this early adversity might be impacting us as we grow and develop and and think about how we can best support our children and, and families um, to either hopefully prevent ACEs or also be able to mitigate some of the effects of those ACEs as they grow and develop. Well, let's talk about that in terms of preventing uh, ACEs. How, how can you go about doing that? So there are lots of ways, and this is, you know, it's definitely the CDC has labeled it a major public health um, problem, ACEs, but there are definitely a lot of really great evidence-based ways we can go about preventing ACEs. We know that um, developing safe, nurturing environments for children um, is a really important start. And there are many ways we as families, as schools, as communities, um, cross-sector work can really support children and families in this way. Um, the CDC has identified kind of some different core strategies where we can um, implement different prevention activities. And this spans the gamut from economic supports to early childhood education and um, early interventions to connecting children to caring adults through mentorship programs, through extracurricular activities, as well as behavioral health services and trauma-informed services um, when necessary. So there's quite a few different ways, and, and we like to say that everyone can have a role in ACE prevention. Yeah. Um, no matter who you are, you can you can play a role in supporting, you know, the children and families in your community. You know, it just reminds me of, you know, take it takes a village, you know what I mean, yeah. uh, to, yeah. to, to do this work. And so, Kristen, you know, expand on this campaign for our listeners. What does this entail? Yeah, so Wayne County uh, is one of those three places in our state where we are launching these campaigns. And one thing um, that I love about Wayne County is there is no shortage 
of people and organizations working on many different initiatives to improve outcomes for our young people. And so we're just going to be adding to that. Um, but just like everywhere else, and Kelsey mentioned, ACEs are prevalent here. And so Wayne County is such a great starting point um, for us to see what happens when we face ACEs with a community level response. So all of that sounds great, but okay, now we had to make a campaign. <laughs> so yeah. it was really important for me, you know, to really make this campaign really digestible. And so the first thing we did was look at what our data was telling us, you know, what could we pull that makes sense, which pieces of information will tell us a story that we need to hear. And even better, what will inspire that feeling of shared accountability and, you know, like the need to play an active role in it. Um, and just, you know, when you kind of receive this information about ACEs, as a master trainer, you know, I've been able to do a lot of trainings with other helping professionals in the, in the field. And there's a lot of information, you know, that you receive everything from, you know, epigenetics to neuroscience. And often you kind of see two things happen simultaneously once you know about ACEs. And the first thing is like this, it immediately changes the way that you look at your work, look at your role, look at the interactions that you have with people around you. And then like the second thing that happens is an overwhelming sense of like a call to action. So what can we do? How are we going to do it? And, and sometimes there's like this audible buzz in the room when there's like full of discussion after these trainings. And it's really super neat to witness. But, you know. Um, it's that power that this information has that people feel like I can't not do anything now that I have this information. And so I've seen in the you know groups that I've trained, they have resources within their reach and they start talking about the systems that they work within and policies and approaches to client engagements and they brainstorm immediately. But I, so I wanted to kind of harness that magic that I've witnessed in my in my training role. And I wanted to um, harness that kind of shared accountability and responsibility to contribute to the solution, but with a little less of the guesswork on what to do next and how do I even help. So we found some data. Um, it was, you know, easy to digest data. And we also identified, you know, some actionable, everyone can do it type of solutions. And so I'm making it sound like it kind of came together effortlessly, but once we put those three, you know, pieces in place, it did kind of click and out of it became the Be the One campaign for Wayne County. And so um, Be the One campaign promotes safe and healthy engagements between adults and young people in the community based on three significant pieces of data that told us a story about what's happening here in uh, Wayne County. Um, and so that first piece of data was that over 55% of high schoolers in Wayne County have reported an adverse childhood experience. Um, so we're talking more than half of those high schoolers, you know, have experienced one or more of those adversities that Kelsey identified, you know, the, the physical abuse, maybe violence in the home or community, death of a parent and more. The second piece of data that was significant was that only 16% of those high schoolers who had four or more of those ACEs said that they feel like if they were to do something good in their neighborhood, anyone would, anyone would notice them and say something. 
So less than two out of every 10 thought that if they were going to do something nice in their neighborhood, that no one would even, you know, anybody would even notice them. Mm. Um, finally, that third piece was just resilience data. And that one tells us that it really only takes one caring, competent adult to make a positive difference in a child's life and to buffer against the impacts of early adversity. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we built a campaign on. Anybody, any adult can be the one to make a difference. Wow. I love that campaign. I love that phrase. And and Kelsey, let me ask you this from your perspective um, uh, as a psychologist of, you know, first of all, that, that number 55% seems pretty alarming to me. Uh, that that be that high of a number of kids that have adverse um, effects of childhood. Is that um, growing in recent years? Yeah, and and so that number we actually think is likely an underestimate. We're still wow. kind of both in Michigan and nationally working to improve our ACE surveillance. So we really have a good idea of what children are experiencing and 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 yes many children are experiencing these aces some estimates put that number at over 60 percent and maybe higher um and when we think about that that really leads us to think about how we can make these community level changes and how we can can impact prevention at this larger level of course we want to work with individual children um, but I think one of the things I really loved about Kristen's ideas and her work in this campaign is is harnessing all of the strengths the community already has and harnessing kind of those resources that are kind of already available in a kid's life to support them you know that makes a lot of sense and Kristen can you put this in tangible terms for our listeners so like what exactly do you want adults in the community to do to be the one? What do you want them to do? Yeah, and I'm glad you asked that because that's it's really the takeaway from this message, right? Um, you know, I, I think sometimes we're faced with these harsh realities or these large social problems and we want to be a part of it, but you know, we might feel like we're inadequate or we don't have the tools or maybe it's not our role. And this campaign is about all of us having a role in that work and shared responsibility in the community. Um, And that you as an adult, you know, you do have the tools and you are so adequately prepared to be that one person in a young person's life. And so our campaign um, prompts a few different actions from adults. And we're just really driving home the idea that these are small actions, but with big impacts, really, really big lifelong impacts. And so we kind of broke them down into a few um, action words. So we've got notice, acknowledge, encourage, support, smile, talk, listen, and help. Mm -hmm. And do you have um, plans in place or protocols in place to track the success of this? Like, is there going to be a network of adults in the community that are be the ones that you could follow up with and see what's the the results of this campaign? Yeah, so that's what's going to be kind of exciting about this is just kind of watching it unfold. Um, anybody, anybody can be the one. And so uh, we're launching a social media-based campaign and we're just going to really encourage, um, you know, just these interactions that would naturally take place 
you know, it could just be walking along the sidewalk in your neighborhood, noticing, you know, most people have an awareness of who they live by, whether they ever make eye contact with them or say hi to them or not. And so we're just really wanting to, you know, kind of bridge that gap and, and, you know, say, hey, you know, wave or, hey, you know, I saw you the other day shooting hoops or putting away the garbage cans or, you know, just that acknowledgement, that noticing of them. Um, a couple of things that we hope to see in the social media campaign, we will be tracking, you know, um, interactions and engagements within the social media posts. We're going to be posting a couple of, um, you know, interactive a type of content where people can say how they've been the one for somebody or what they will do to be the one. We also, you know, we'll kind of see what type of, um, you know, what type of uh, following are we gaining with people maybe like searching for the terms be the one or wondering what we're doing here in Wayne County. And then, you know, I'm really interested in the data points that we, you know, got the, um, the survey data from about the high school teens, I, you know, it would be super cool <laughs> if in, you know, the next year that that data goes out, that survey goes out, that we might see um, a lot more teens say yes, that they feel that they have somebody who would notice them and would acknowledge them if they did something good in their neighborhood. And so even if you just maybe wave at someone a few times, they might go, oh, wait, I know that I could go to that person if I need help. Um, yeah. And so we're hoping that would be really cool, right? And that's that's in the future, but I would love to see what could happen with a large community response. So are you asking people to hashtag be the one? I sure am. Um, the, <laughs> official, <laughs> the official hashtag is be the one Wayne Co. So B-E-T-H-E-O-N-E Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E. And then co for county co so be the one Wayne co okay and then how can people learn more about the campaign like what what is the social media platforms that people could follow yeah so we um plan to have you know we have an instagram facebook you know might might do some followings on linkedin but we'd really like everybody to be directed to our landing page and then that's on the michigan ace initiative um website so it'll be um uh, myace.org forward oh. slash. Oh, sorry. Did you need to write that down? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Say it again. <laughs> yep. So um, myace.org forward slash be the one. Okay. Okay. You know so, what, Kelsey? I'm so sorry. We went back on this earlier. Is it just be the one or be the one Wayne Co or is it Wayne? <laughs> I think it's so if you go to it's myace.org so m-i-a-c-e.org is the website for the Michigan ACE initiative um, and we have a specific landing page for this that I believe it's forward slash Wayne. Myace.org forward slash Wayne. Okay great so let me ask you this uh, we're talking with Kelsey uh, Sela Hamrick, uh, Dr. Kelsey Sela Hamrick, senior research scientist, and Kristen DeLong, who's a clinical social worker with this program we're talking about. And, and to you, Dr. Sela Hamrick, with this campaign of Be the One from, from uh, asking adults to be the one, how important is it from your, from your research and your perspective as a psychologist that 
adults are engaged in the lives of children, even if they're not related, you know, just the community, you know, a neighbor, a pastor, uh, you know, uh, the lady down the street, the lady at the corner store, you know, how important is that? It's so important. And, and that adults in a child's life, no matter who they are, are essential. So that can definitely be an, and is often apparent, but it also often involves many other people. Um, you know, we think about like, it takes a village and, and really involving as many supporting and caring adults in a child's life as possible to really support them. We know that, especially for kids who've experienced trauma or ACEs, um, oftentimes that can lead to feelings of um, maybe insecurity, lack of safety. So as we have more adults that can support us, those feelings of safety, of trust, that I know I can go to these people and they'll help me if there's a problem is, is just so essential to a mm-hmm. child's life and development. And we see, we see that as like a resilience factor in the research and in child development, that having those adults really can protect against those, those kind of poor or adverse outcomes I talked about earlier. Um, and so the more we can do to support kids, the more likely we are to prevent those outcomes for kids. And so it's, it's really great to see adults hashtag and be the one we're really excited to have have excited adults play key roles in kids life Hmm. you know and I was just thinking you know uh Kelsey and Kristen it's kind of sad to think that there are so many kids out there who don't even have one adult who they feel they could trust Mm -hmm. you know that's just it's really heartbreaking hopefully every child has either a teacher or a coach or somebody and we know there's Mm -hmm. been a lot of stories out there about how a coach has been influential in a kid's life or a teacher made a difference in a kid's life or a neighbor made a huge difference in a kid's life. We know these stories are out there. Definitely. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we, you know, we're just like, we're hoping, you know, this is a public education campaign, but we would love it to have a movement of its own um, just to start, you know, increasing you know, fostering an environment where kids feel safe and belonging, you know, and maybe it starts with us just prompting, you know, this uh, conversation about ACEs and then, you know, it's just takes the whole community and, and everybody plays a role in it. And then we get a survey response in a couple of years and more kids say, hey, I feel I feel like I have a sense of belonging and I feel like I have adults I can talk to and I feel like if I were to do something good in my neighborhood, I would, I know I have an adult that would notice me. Um, and so that's what we're really hoping. And I what think, else? go ahead. I think to just add to that as adults, we sometimes are unsure about whether or not kids or especially teenagers want us to kind of step forward. And, and the data and research shows that, that even as teenagers are becoming independent and growing and establishing their own autonomy, they really do want to feel supported by adults in their lives. They might not always show it, but they, they do care and appreciate and feel supported when adults kind of step up and make sure it's known that they're there for them. Um, so, so just thinking as adults, we, we can take that step for mm-hmm. kids to make sure they know we're there. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to share with our listeners here on It's Your Community before we let you go? Anything else, ladies, Christine, Kelsey, any last tips or anything else you want to share? One other thing I think I'd love to share is um, 
really that this is a growing movement and the Michigan ACE initiative is really doing a lot of work in this area. We have a lot of key partners doing this work across the state um, to really establish these community-based movements to prevent ACEs and support children and families. So please visit our website. We have an upcoming conference where we're going to be doing a lot of strategic planning across the state about how to um, implement other ACE prevention strategies, um, other campaigns and other programs as well. So please, we, you know, we invite everyone who has an interest in this work to come. You don't have to feel like it's your quote unquote thing. Again, everyone has a role in this. So please visit our website and think about attending our conference this May. That's awesome. Give out that, get out that website again. Kelsey, yeah, that's it's myace.org, M-I-A-C-E.org. Right. Kristen, any last words from you? You know, just I want to reiterate that these are such small, small actions with huge impacts. And so don't feel overwhelmed. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to be the one. You just being yourself is enough. And just noticing a young person, acknowledging them is enough. And so um, please follow us along. Please uh, go to the website, follow our social media, engage with us. Send me a message if you have more thoughts. Um, we're really excited to see, you know, where this campaign goes. And I just really appreciate the time here on your station. Again, thank you so much. And, and this is a message. Is it from the Centers for Strategic Health Partnerships? I'm getting that correct, right? Yes, okay. the Center for Strategic <laughs> Health Partnerships at MPHI. And, and again, a big thank you to our funder, the CDC, for making all of this work possible. Yeah, grant by the CDC. Thank you, ladies, for being with us here today. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you. Any questions or comments or show topics you want me to get to, you can go to Epiphany Communications and Coaching and email me there. You can find me on any of my social media platforms, Vanessa Denhagarmo on LinkedIn, Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook, and Vanessa Denhagarmo on Twitter and on Instagram. As always, we remind you to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. We'll catch you next time here on It's Your Community. It's Your Community a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.